<gasps> Subjects awakened. Vital signs positive. Heart rates rising. Higher brain function returning. They are ready. At last, they are ready. be afraid. Do not fear. The voice you've just heard is only Cyrus. You'll meet him more explicitly later on, but generally speaking, he means you no harm. But for now, you must calm yourself. Breathe, dear listeners. Breathe. Slowly, deeply, just breathe. There. Better? Believe me, if there's anyone who's ever existed who could understand what you feel at this moment, it is I. And by now, of course, you're wondering exactly who it is speaking to you over the airwaves. Who claims to understand my confusion, my terror in this untimely moment you demand? Well, my dear listeners, you may remember my voice, and yet perhaps this is the very first time you're hearing it. Either way, a formal introduction is in order. First things first, you are listening to a pleasant chat with your friend Charles. I, of course, am Charles, your friend, and it has been my job for many, many years to be the first voice you hear upon waking up. And now an audible gasp erupts from the masses. Waking up, you cry. I don't remember lying down to sleep. <laughs> of course you don't, and that is no reason to panic. To prove this, I shall lay several truths at your feet. The first is simple. You were indeed asleep. A slumber so heavy that we colloquially call it... Death sleep, ominous I know, but hardly a danger to you. The world's greatest minds have created the perfect mix of chemicals to preserve bodies for far longer than they should ever last, keeping them in the very pods in which you now lie, until such time that the world is ready for new friends to join it. That is death sleep, and indeed this is the most glorious waking that I have ever witnessed. For you see, my newly awakened audience, you are the final group, the last sleepers and dreamers that this world will ever know. You complete the rebuilding process that we in the city above you have been working toward for months and years and decades. When you join us in society, you will join a fully formed world. Don't let the thought scare you, though. We're excited to show you all we've done whilst awaiting your arrival. And on a more personal note, I am honoured to be the one who guides you through the first days of your new life. So, the first truth. You were asleep, and now you are not. The second truth follows from the first. How long were you asleep? This answer may vary. Some of you will no doubt be swimming in a wave of deja vu. You've heard this before, been oriented into a strange city before. For those of you who do remember, it has been 70 years since your eyes were last opened. Remarkable how young you still feel, isn't it? Death sleep is a miracle. And as for those of you who are new, who've never met your friend Charles, you'll forgive the sudden dropping of a bomb on your head, but the world is now 100 years older than the one you left behind. I'm afraid things shall not be too familiar for you. Your families may be gone. Your friends disappeared. 
your homes demolished and your countries erased. The temptation is to grow sad at this knowledge, but if there is one thing I have learned in my many, many years of service, it is this. Every fall and every loss is an opportunity for rebirth. So please, by all means, cry for your losses if you must. But once you have shattered and, and put yourself back together, open your mind to what is above. Because this is a very special day for you and for me and for all others with ears attentively crooked toward their radios. This is Phoenix Day. This is the day we rise, all of us, from the ashes we've left behind. This is the day we look upon the world we've built and we allow it to fly. So join me, dear listeners, in celebrating Phoenix Day. Join me in the city above, your great and wondrous new home, Jubilee by the Sea. And more immediately, join me as we properly begin our pleasant chat. Now, the first thing you'll notice in the city above is that life is, for lack of a better term, fairly segmented. We have arranged ourselves, the jubilants, as I like to call our citizens, into several different boroughs of jubilee. To make things at least a shade easier for you to integrate well, I think it appropriate to run down the places you'll find a home and the places which, for one reason or another, you should probably just avoid. We shall do this in installments, in order of importance to the overall structure of the city. This week in particular, I say we focus on the most important sector of Jubilee. Are we ready? Let the tour commence! For starters, you'll want to know the shape of our city. I'd like you to imagine for a moment the moon, bright and full and orange in the night. Beautiful, is it not? Now imagine that a small chunk on the left side of the moon is covered in shadow. It is gone. Do you have that picture in your head? Good. What you have just imagined is the very form of our great city. Jubilee is that waxing moon. Three quarters of a full circle with our leftmost border on the always churning Pacific Ocean. If, during the summer months, you are able to acquire a recreational permission card, I highly recommend visiting the beach along that border. A quick warning, if you go in the water, you'll die. But if you're smart, you'll see something magical. You see, each day, the waves crash against the shores, and with each and every churning of the ocean, you can catch little shocks, little sparks of lightning, if you will. What you'll be witnessing there is the Pacific Ocean's electric current, which runs between waves and lights the way to the horizon. And get this, dear listeners, if you stay until sundown, you'll see the water glow very faintly in the dark. Our overseers tell me they don't know why the sea glows in this way, but they're very certain that anyone who enters it will disintegrate almost immediately. Sometimes we pay for beauty with blood. But I promise the ocean's glow poses you no danger whatsoever, as long as you don't go for a swim. Now, uh, moving more inland on our tour, you will find a small core section of the city surrounded by walls on three sides and the ocean on the fourth. This, dear listeners, is Light Town. There live the highest-ranking members of our society, the Overseers. Godlike men and women, I can tell you, whose sole purpose is to make sure that our city runs and keeps running and keeps running. Someday I will tell you more about the Overseers and the, and the miracles they have wrought in my own life. But that, I'm afraid, is a story for another time. Simply put, though, if you ever do find yourself blessed enough to witness an overseer's caravan marching through the city, 
Bow your heads. You owe them a great deal. We all do. I should say Light Town is only a small portion of Jubilee, a portion you'll probably never actually see unless an overseer decides you would make a worthy valet. Wouldn't bank on that one happening if I were you. Valets have the good life in Jubilee, but I'm no valet and I cannot get enough of this place. I've no doubt you shall all feel the same. Overseer message incoming. Ah yes, Cyrus has returned to us. Before we get into that message, I should probably tell you exactly who Cyrus is. Promised it before, so let's do that. You see, dear listeners, the overseers are very busy people. Their minds are constantly at work, tirelessly striving to make Jubilee the paradise that it is, and straining ever more rigorously to be certain it remains so. Because of this, they require some help with the day-to-day of Jubilee. Their sigil contains on it a mouth, that would be me, by the way, uh, conveying their wisdom and, if I may be so bold, a little wisdom of my own, to their faithful family of jubilants. Beyond the mouth is a hand, the Centurions of Jubilee, our security force. I'm sure you'll meet them someday soon, but the only thing you really need to know now is that their weaponry and their armor is present purely for your own protection. Do not let anyone tell you otherwise. If they do, they're lying. Feel free to report them to the office of the Centurions. Lastly on the sigil, there is an eye. The eye is Cyrus, the operating system of Jubilee, and the reason that our many technologies make life so convenient. Cyrus is also, at times, a mechanism for more direct wisdom from the overseers than even I can give. And and with that, I say it's time to listen to what message they have for us. New citizens of Jubilee, you have been freed from war, freed from sickness. Freed from pain, you have been saved by your overseers. As recompense for your new safety, you have one commandment. Obey. Obey, and you will not face judgment. End of overseer message. Thank you, Cyrus. Thank you, truly. Some may be afraid of those words, my friends, but but I see them as comfort. When the only thing you must worry about is obedience, all else falls into place. Remember that as you move forward. The overseers know what is best. And if you trust them, you'll learn too. I think that's a nice place for us to end for today. Do not worry, of course, I shall be back on your airwaves in short order to tell you even more about Jubilee. But let's talk about what's going to happen in the meantime. After this broadcast, you will go through orientation materials. You will learn the dress code, the eating order, your housing assignments. You will meet friends, new and old. You will begin the rest of your life. If you ever have any questions, you may always write me. And rest assured, your friend Charles is going nowhere. So, dear listeners, in addition to our commandment from Cyrus, I have one final request. Be pleasant to each other. With that, I am your friend Charles, signing off. Overseer approval. A pleasant chat is written and performed by Michael J. Hendricks. Music by Malik Riddle. Reviews on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. They are mandatory. Review the show and you will not face consequences. Per tradition, a pleasant chat appreciates your compliance. <laughs>